0: This is the Servers Radio Network. Once again, welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. The foundation of this program is that everybody is leading something or someone. Thus, we're on a journey, a server's journey. Hey
1: guys, I want to thank you all so much for uh, joining us today. And uh, it's a topic that I never tire of talking about. And I'm super excited about this uh, show.
0: You all? What? You've been in the South so long. You're not talking. You all? Y'all. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's a you know transplant from Cleveland. I'm starting to <laughs> you don't southern. sound like. Yeah. yeah.
0: I know. You know, you, Florida's the only state you have to go north. To go south. That's right. Yes. Because all yes. of us northerners live
1: here. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Larry's the old Chicago guy, and you know.
0: Well. Well. I don't know. You're if everywhere. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, two of the well, two guests that we've had on recently have just blown us away. Yeah,
1: two of our best ever.
0: Yeah, Karen Millsap. Right. Has quite a story and I understand you want to talk to her again.
1: Yeah, and uh, and then the other guest, Dan Wheeler actually is our first uh, guest ever to go over and into to, into a second podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, we could have had uh, him on for a week he just so much uh, knowledge and depth and a great story
0: and and we don't want to you know to forget he does that morning cup of coffee that's right it's yeah. on the internet so yeah. you want to hook up with dan you can do that
1: and we're going to hopefully be able to put some of the links to this stuff both from Karen and Dan, on our new website, which is super exciting, Larry.
0: Bango. Speaking of the website, you know, we partnered with ACS Creative in developing that new website. And when it comes to uh, creating a website, it pays to go to the pro. Absolutely. Instead of us trying to tweak it out on... Yeah,
1: we didn't do a good job on our website. <laughs> Let me start by saying that. You know, and and it's not just websites that they do. They do everything, brochures and logos Direct mail, ad campaigns, and of course websites too.
0: So if you're looking for a company to help build the backside of your podcast, yeah. they understand the business of podcasting. Right. They don't want to do your podcast. They want to help you get more response from your podcast. Yes. And again, that's HCS Creative.
1: And what's their, boy, I love their tagline, they, they don't, don't play, play games, games with, with your, your money. money,
0: which I love. <laughs> and you
1: can contact ACS Creative on the internet. It's really hard to find, Larry.
0: Uh, it's ACS Creative. Yep. That's ACS ACSCreative.com. I think you can find it pretty simple. Yeah. Hey, today's subject, what, what are we going to talk about?
1: So, you know, I'm excited about this uh, show because it's one where we don't have a guest, And I just get to blab and talk a lot, which is my favorite type of show. Um, We're going to talk about, um, does a positive culture actually help the bottom
0: line? Uh, That's what I've been wondering. Yeah. I've been wondering that myself, because you're talking about Mm. being a servant leader and doing wah, 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 wah good things. Right. But does it really help the bottom line?
1: Well, you know, I, I think it's a fair question. And I think... At the end of the day, uh, a profit's not a dirty word. We've talked about that before. Right. In fact, a business is in business to make money, and that's not wrong. But I can tell you that too many of uh, our competitors and too many companies in general, they've bet on more of a cutthroat, a high-pressure culture, and they believe that that will drive success. But it's just not proving to be true.
0: And, you know? and what's your proof?
1: So... Here's the deal. There are companies that have this hard-charging environment that that do prosper. You know, you can point to a bunch of them where their satisfaction scores from their employees and their team members isn't great, but they continue to do well. But a large and growing body of research on positive organizational psychology is beginning to demonstrate that not only is cutthroat environment harmful to productivity over time, But that a positive environment will actually lead to a dramatic amount of benefits for the employers, for the employees, and Larry for
0: the bottom line. Well, that would be great. I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were having coffee, and he said his daughter works for one of these um, big corporations. They're in the computer business and blah, blah, blah. And he said that sh- his daughter is just, she gets up at four in the morning and is under pressure all all day yeah. long.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Because there's, again, there's an assumption that stress and pressure will push employees to perform. They'll do more, they'll be better, they'll be quicker. But what cutthroat organizations fail to recognize is there's a lot of hidden cost in that stress and pressure. And doing it quicker. That's right.
0: Okay, I'm doing it, I'm ready, let's yeah. go.
1: So Larry, let's talk about that. What okay. What are some of these costs? Okay, number one, and this is huge, in fact, I'm gonna give you guys a plethora of uh, studies to kind of prove some of these because it's amazing the amount of data that's out there. Okay. First, healthcare uh, expenditures at high pressure companies are nearly 50% greater than at other organizations. Hmm. Which is shocking. So, the American Psychological Association estimates that more than $500 billion is siphoned off from the U.S. economy because of workplace stress, and over 550 million workdays are lost each year. Each because, year. Because of stress. Due to stress on the job.
0: Now, what if you think my company isn't stressful? You know, I, I go to work every day and I tell my people what to do. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: It's not stressful for that guy. No. Yeah. I I, I think that inherently businesses are becoming more stressful just, just because there's so many more ways of doing business. You, you know, you think about a business in the 50s and they had one way. They called and they ordered the product. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. It was one-on-one interaction. It was easier to take an order. It was harder to make a mistake. And now you've got a million different ways to order a product. You can use Internet. You can do it over the phone. You can use their website. It's just everything's more complex. But what we're finding is that that gives us even more of a reason as employers to treat our people with respect and to create as less stress as possible.
0: So do you have some other cost factors there?
1: Okay, listen to this. 60% 60% to 80% of workplace accidents are attributed to stress, and it's estimated that more than 80% of doctors' visits are due to stress. That's, I mean, 80%. I mean, we're t- 20% from 100 yeah. are related to stress, Larry. Just normal
0: doctor visits?
1: Yeah. In fact, workplace stress has been linked to health problems ranging from everything from metabolic syndrome, which is another word, I think, for being overweight, mm-hmm. to cardiovascular disease and mortality. hmm So, and it's not just uh, work uh, stress from a boss. It could even be how the hierarchy in the, in the company is created. One study showed that the lower somebody's rank is, the higher their chances of cardiovascular disease and death from heart attacks. hmm In one large-scale study of over 3,000 employees that was conducted by Anna Nyberg at the Karolinska Institute, this study actually showed a strong link between leadership behavior and the rate of heart disease in employees. Literally, stress-producing bosses are actually bad for the heart, which is insane. Well,
0: I can believe that. Yeah.
1: Well, it's... I can you can believe it but to see it actually in a study of over 3000 people is pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. No. Um, what 3000? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I I'm I'm hearing this about I'm going to call them stressful leaders. Yeah. So we,
1: how can of, we turn them around? Yeah, well that's a that's a question, and we're going to talk about that at the end of what you can do to kind of change course. But, okay, but number one, we, you okay, notice I'm, about, not, I'm not
0: reading ahead here. No,
1: you're not. Well, that's okay though. It's yeah, you, I, I I like you to be in the moment, Larry. So <laughs> so first we talked about the healthcare cost, right? Right. Second, um, you have disengagement, and this is disengaged employees over the long term. Um, And again, we've talked a lot about hierarchy of needs, what people need to feel valued, and that's really what this is about. Um, Feelings, you know, feeling valued or secure and supported and respected in general leads to better engagement. And conversely, it's generally generally negatively associated with high-stress, cutthroat cultures. So the higher the stress... The higher the cutthroat nature of an, uh, a company, the less engagement you're probably going to feel for that company.
0: Right. So how do I get out of it?
1: Well, first of all, let's talk about cost. Okay. Disengagement it? cost.
0: At the cost, costs, yeah, costs. Because cost.
1: this is a show about profits and bottom line. Right. So disengagement is costly. Uh, Queen's School of Business did a study And it was actually uh, co-done by the Gallup organization, which everybody's heard of. Mm -hmm. And what they showed was that disengaged workers had a 37% higher absenteeism rate, 49% more rate of accidents, and a 60% higher rate of errors and defects. Conversely, in organizations with low employee engagement scores, they experienced 18% lower productivity, 16% lower profitability, 37% lower job growth, and over time, 65% lower uh, share price on the stock exchange. Okay, we no, the, know.
0: The, an engaged employee is a better employee. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that
0: That's what you're saying.
1: And, and not only a better employee, but businesses with highly engaged employees enjoyed hundred percent more job applications. So actually just being a more positive environment gets you a bigger pull to choose from for employees.
0: Okay, now I'm gonna ask you a personal question. Okay. What is your absenteeism percentage uh, wise? Yeah. What's your call in factor?
1: Yeah, so we you know we probably have on a typical day we will have seventy to hundred people who are scheduled. And I would generally say we probably have one call-out a day, maybe two.
0: And you would say that is good engagement. These people are engaged in what you're doing.
1: Uh, Well, we sure hope so. And and, and we've definitely seen that over time uh, we've been able to curb and cut into the call-outs by creating a better and more positive environment.
0: And sometimes they... But they call themselves out, no, what is it? they they figure out that they're not it doesn't work for them.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you we talk about self- selecting, so sometimes S- self-selecting. Yeah, 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 sometimes a team member will say this isn't for me mm-hmm. um, anyways
0: and, and you go with that, I mean, sure, thank yeah. you, yeah. yeah, you know and it helps us, yeah, right, yeah,
1: okay. We never like to lose a person, but losing a person who knows they're not right for the organization is a good thing.
0: Okay. So. so we're talking about health care, disengagement, costs okay. of health care.
1: Right. Next one would be lack of loyalty, which is mm. a huge, and it's the third cost, mm-hmm. and it's a huge cost. And again, research, uh, research wow, that's easy for me to say. Yeah. Research. research shows that workplace stress leads to an increase of almost 50% in voluntary turnover. So people go back on the job market, they decline promotions. They resign, but all of that, all that turnover cost, uh, you know, it kills you because if you think about it, like the Center for American Progress estimates that replacing one employee is basically 20% of an employee's salary, just replacing one. Mm -hmm. So if you're in an organization where because of high stress, people are turning down, think about that, they're turning down promotions. They're self-selecting themselves out of your company.
0: But that it's gives an opportunity much... for someone else to come in.
1: Yeah, but in an organization that is struggling already with a poor culture, mm. it's probably harder than ever to bring in a new person.
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking of some uh, fast food restaurants where I eat. Yeah. I mean, once in a while I have to go to some place where I have to go somewhere else, you know. Right. And, and then I always uh, I always um, uh, measure them against you. Yeah, well, that's good.
1: Yeah, and hopefully that we come out ahead. But <laughs> th- th- this is what we're finding out. And, and, you know, so far we've talked about health care. We've talked about disengagement, lack of loyalty. This is, the, this is the bottom line to this discussion. A Gallup poll showed that even when workplaces offered benefits such as flex time, working from home and any number of perks what employees continue to tell us they prefer is workplace well-being mm. to material benefits so we talked about everybody needs to make a certain amount of money they've got to be able to pay the bills mm-hmm. after that they much 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 more care about oh, well-being yeah. than material benefits
0: well you talk about that the first the you, you got to have the better place to work the I, i'm sorry i just i'm stuttering that's yeah. <laughs>
1: that's okay larry we'll let you stutter <sighs> so where does well-being come from larry let, let let's talk about that okay. you mentioned about how do you change course mm-hmm. um well well-being comes from one place and one place only it's a positive culture mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. and creating a positive and healthy culture for your team it really rests on a few principles. And we're going to talk about just six real... Actually, we're going to name six, and then we're going to talk about ways that you can get these embedded in your company. Okay. So, first of all, there's caring for, being interested in, and maintaining responsibility for colleagues as friends. So that's number one.
0: Boy, I see that a lot at, at a Chick-fil-A. Yeah,
1: well, and you see it in a lot of places. You can yeah. tell... You know, I can walk into a business and normally tell what the culture of the business is pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, Providing support for one another, including offering kindness and compassion, avoiding blame and forgiving mistakes, inspiring one another at work, emphasizing the meaningfulness of the work that you're doing. We talked about that before, Larry, about how our mission statement is making stories better because that is meaningful And it feels better than just saying, I give people food. Right. And then finally, treating one another with respect and gratitude, trust, and integrity. At Chick-fil-A, we talk about honor, dignity, and respect. And when we treat our people with that, and when our people treat each other with that, that's a positive culture.
0: So as a boss, how can you foster these principles? All right. So we're going to go and talk through really... uh,
1: four ways of doing this. Okay. Okay, number 1, foster social connections. So, here's and again, here's some more studies. Empirical studies confirm that positive social connections at work produce highly desirable results. For example, people get sick less often, they do things like recover fast, twice as fast from surgery, they experience less depression, they learn faster and remember longer they tolerate pain and discomfort, they display more mental acuity, and they perform better on the job.
0: Well, I must be in good shape because I'm recovering from surgery. (laughs) There you go, yes,
1: yes, you must be. Well, and then listen to this, Larry. Yes. Research done by Sarah Pressman Uh at the University of California at Irving found that the probability of dying early is impacted 20% higher if you're obese 30% 30% higher if you're an excessive drinker, 50% higher for smokers, mm-hmm. but a whopping 70% higher for people with poor social relationships. Ooh. So toxic, stress-filled workplaces affect social relationships, and consequently, you got to think that it might impact your life expectancy, too. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy if you think about it. Mm-hmm. All right, you got that
0: one? Well, yeah, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about the fact that uh, I've been in the broadcast business a lot. You work you know? alone, so. And I work alone behind a microphone, and I have this Dunlap's disease, you know, <laughs> where my belly's Dunlapped over my my belt. Well, and if you
1: and, complain about a, a you know non-positive work environment, you really can only blame yourself, Larry. But, you know, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: I have so many people under me. That's right. It's, That's right. It's, I'm sorry.
1: What, what kind of leader are you of yourself? <laughs> All right. Second, Larry, show, show empathy. You know, as a boss, you have a huge impact on how your employees feel. And he, here's a crazy thing. They they did a brain imaging study, and they found that when employees recalled a boss that had been unkind or unempathetic, mm-hmm. that that Brain image showed increased activation in areas of the brain associated with avoidance and negative emotion. Wow! While the opposite was true when they recalled a boss that had been empathetic.
0: Boy, well, I got both of them. I'm on both sides yeah. here. I yeah. got one. <laughs>
1: I, I think most of us do. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, I, I, I think in general when you show empathy. That you're creating a better environment mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. makes sense yes, all right third so, one. Third one, go out of your way to help. Mm. Have you ever had a mentor or a manager who took a lot of time and a lot of trouble to help you when they didn't have to mm mm-hmm. I don't know if you have Larry, but I have like i've talked I've thought about some of my previous bosses and everyone that I would consider to be somebody I want to emulate took time out of their life uh, and, you know, quite frankly, a lot of time to help me through a situation that they didn't have to.
0: Uh, I've had that experience very, very recently. And thank you very much.
1: Okay. So listen to this now. Yes. Jonathan Hayde at New York University's school, Stern School of Business showed that when leaders are not just fair, but self-sacrificing, their employees are actually moved and inspired to become more loyal and committed themselves. Wow. And as a secondary benefit, these employees prove that they're twice as likely to go out of their way to be more helpful and friendly to other employees, thus creating a self-reinforcing cycle, which is the best thing. Because when you can create a positive work environment that then recreates itself, wow. I mean, the energy just starts, it's like that snowball just going down the mountain. So, anyways.
0: Okay, what's the fourth one, then? Fourth is
1: encouraging people to talk to you, especially about their problems. Mm. Now, now here's what I find weird. All of these are things that if you looked at a business book in the 50s, they would say, do not encourage people to talk to you about their personal problems. (laughs) Right. Do not go out of your way to hell. Well, wouldn't that almost be in the 90s, too? Probably so. Don't be empathetic. Yeah. Don't foster social connections. How dare you allow your team to date? The studies don't bear this out, Larry. So surprisingly, or not surprisingly, trusting that leader and trusting that that leader has the best intentions at heart for you, it improves your employee performance overall.
0: Now, you just said one thing. You you allow your employees to date?
1: Well, it's more of a recognition that you can't stop it. Oh. You know, here's, here's the deal. You can either... Make it illegal, which therefore makes it more exciting and more taboo, which mm-hmm. creates it you know an environment where they they want to you know form those uh, relationships anyways. but you know recognize that most of our relationships, both friendships and and our intimate relationships, are formed with people that we spend a lot of time with, right. Well, we spend one third of our time working. they're gonna you know find. Uh, you know, attractions within a so business. it
0: would be great if your mate understood exactly what you were doing,
1: well, yeah, well, for sure, I mean, that goes without saying, but I think well, it's more of in our culture, we realize it's it's gonna happen. Let's manage it instead of making it uh, something that is against the
0: rules. Now, is it, is it true that you met your spouse on the job? I did.
1: Yeah, I did. And so maybe that's also why I feel like it would be hypocritical for me to not allow other people. You know. <laughs> yeah. It, again, it's just the reality is you get like-minded people that spend a lot of time together, that work toward a common goal. A lot of times you form those attractions. So anyways, but um, it, it definitely goes without saying that uh, if you feel like your boss has your best interests at heart, you're going to work a, a lot harder and you're going to feel a lot better about the situation. that makes sense, Larry?
0: That makes a lot of sense. I think it's, you know, I see some things in here that could make a, a server's moment, actually.
1: Okay, so let's talk again. Let's just kind of recap, recap, right? Recap,
0: please.
1: A bad work environment, a bad culture, mm-hmm. it's going to lead to things like increased health care costs it's going to lead to things like disengagement and lack of loyalty among your staff. Wow. Okay, and all those three things have a huge impact on your bottom line, your profit. That's for sure. Conversely, right? Yes. Fostering social connections, showing empathy, going out of your way to help, and encouraging your people to talk to you is going to have a huge, huge benefit, and it's going to go a long way in creating a better positive work culture so one last thing yes when you when you know larry that a leader is committed to operating from a set of set of values that are based on kindness yes they set the tone for the entire organization
0: for for sure
1: so if if you want this kind of organization and you don't emulate it it will never happen Mm. if you are the boss. If the buck stops with you, you have, you have to set this tone. Otherwise, it will never happen in your organization. Mm. So that makes sense.
0: Yes. As I'm building the uh, empire here, I want to make sure I'm on track.
1: That's right. You want to be nice to yourself, Larry. <laughs> you spend a lot of time with yourself, and yeah. but you know, behind the mic. You know, so. I date
0: myself too. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, you we,
1: know what? Yes. I don't know. if That's. Is that a thing now? Because it could be. <laughs> There's a hey, lot of weird things happening in, listen, in America now. So. Uh, you
0: know, we usually do this or that yeah. right now. Yeah. And, you know, since we don't have anybody to blame on. That's right. I've got a I've got a quiz for you. All right. And we'll see. It's called, what year was it? Okay. This and seems, I'm going to give you some clues. Sounds and you, like it's going to be a you, bad failure for me. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see. Um Okay. In the USA launches a 21-and-a-half-pound Vanguard satellite, and, it's, and it prov- provides to be the first satellite photos covering uh, clouds over a regular basis out in space. What year was that? U.S. Wow. launched. Are,
1: are we, it's got to be satellite. sometime in the 50s or 60s.
0: Okay, w- good. You're narrowing it down. Right. You're narrowing it down. Now, and uh, speaking of that, I went to see the other night that movie called first man oh yeah how was that oh intense really yeah now who, that's
1: about buzz right
0: uh it's all no uh who was the first guy was it buzz aldrin
1: lance lance armstrong
0: no no he, he was the bicyclist oh yeah you're right yeah well let's get, <laughs> let's get this isn't line. there an
1: armstrong that was on the moon <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay,
1: uh, Alex, (laughs) which Armstrong
0: was? Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, just first man. The movie. Someone said as we walked out, I wonder if kids today, after seeing this, will want to go into space. Yeah. Because it was brutal. Wow. It showed how intense it was. So, okay. I'm sorry. We we're narrowing it down here. Uh, Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro. Oh, so now,
1: are all these the same year? The same year, yeah. Ah,
0: okay. Was sworn in as the premier of Cuba.
1: Yeah, this is definitely, I I, I kind of think we're trending toward the 60s.
0: Okay. Okay, Groucho, Chico, Harpo made their final TV appearance together. Now, that was the that Marx Brothers. Help. That doesn't help okay. at all. Okay, in Hollywood, Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher divorced. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah, this is before me a little. This bit.
0: may be before you were born. Yeah, I think oh, it was. Oh my goodness. All
1: right, keep going here.
0: Bobby Bear records an uh records on Bill Parsons demo tape. Then he gets drafted and labeled forever the All-American Boy. Yeah. Okay. You've never heard the All American Boy, I bet.
1: No, um, I, I don't know who that is.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. I pulled this one out, and it might have been too hard for you.
1: And, and no doubt. <laughs> uh, but but I'm guessing it's got to be 50s, 60s at that, that time well, frame.
0: Well, you're cl- you know when you say 50s, 60s, that's called 20 years. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, Can uh, you nail it down to like 1950? Uh,
1: 1950... I'm going to go 55 to 61.
0: Good. Good. Okay over or under <laughs> yeah it was 1959 i'm sorry okay, great yeah, yeah so that
1: was uh l- nine years before i was born oh my goodness yeah. Oh, yeah, nine my. years so oh, that so. that's you know i want to give you one about the 1910s 1910
0: <laughs> <laughs> i remember that well yeah. well hey thanks uh for joining us here on a server's journey i'm sorry we hook up all your time i hope you're laughing on your way to work today
1: i hope so too
0: remember to subscribe to the podcast and the website it's fantastic now you know and uh we're all learning to lead by serving and if you subscribe to the podcast you know you're going to be getting a server's journey moment on tuesday yes sir so like what you hear like us rate us on facebook uh, instagram uh stalk. twitter yeah stalk us wherever yes. you can
1: yes stalk stalk, stalk. <laughs> yeah. in a good way
0: so until next time i am your ever faithful companion yes you
1: are the rum to my coke larry and see oh, i i oh, I, oh. I made you the alcohol that way i can keep my squeaky <laughs> clean image but uh, guys listen we are all on this journey we talk about it all the time And I truly believe it's how you lead, just like we talked about today. It's how you lead while you're on this journey that matters. So thanks for coming out to listen. As always, I am Rocky Destefano. Thanks for joining us as together we learn to be better leaders.